WWE podcast on this Friday, November 26th, as we are well on our way to the home stretch until the new year. And for all of my American listeners down there in the United States, I want to wish you all a happy thing, a happy Thanksgiving. And I hope you guys all stuffed your faces with turkey and stuffing and all that fun stuff, pumpkin pie. And I'm sure you'll all commence your detox next week. And you know, up here in Canada, we have our Thanksgiving at the beginning of October. And uh, the week or two following is always a uh, a tough go to get things back on the healthy uh, track, if uh, for lack of better words. And uh, uh, regardless, I really hope that everyone enjoys their time with their family. Obviously, there was not much of a Thanksgiving last year because of COVID and with the holidays around the corner. It's just a very, very happy time. And obviously, I was absent last week. Uh, Matt and I kind of took a bit of a break. Uh, you got a from the vault edition of Matt and I covering Austin versus McMahon. You got a from the vault edition of the What If segment, actually uh, a solo show for Matt that he released two and a half years ago, just about the time that I joined the podcast. So you're back with me uh, in live format now. And this week, we are going to be covering a rivalry that I actually got as a suggestion from DJ Kuzmo, and it would have been more appropriate uh, if it was done last week, but it, it seems like it's just as appropriate now for Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. And I guess it kind of did work out because we got the result to the match with Becky Lynch going over in their one-on-one contest at Survivor Series. And the thing about this rivalry is kind of similar to when I covered Brock versus Roman is that I don't think this is over. Obviously, there are a lot of moving parts and that would be true assuming all things stay equal. Like if Charlotte Flair decides to walk away and go to AEW in a couple of months, then yeah, then they very well may be over. But assuming every all things remain equal and Charlotte Flair stays in WWE, you would have to assume that Becky Lynch and Charlotte will once again go head-to-head and collide in a major fashion. And, you know, their careers have run parallel for just about six years now. And I remember when they both showed up in the summer of 2015 during the Women's Revolution And that was a time when the women on top of WWE were Paige and the Bella Twins, pretty much, because AJ Lee had just stepped away from the company following her tag team match at WrestleMania 31, tagging with Paige against the Bella Twins. So by the time the summer of 2015 came around and Nikki Bella had been the Divas champion for almost, I would say, 10 months or so by that point, and you had... Uh, Team Bella, which comprised of Brie Bella and Alicia Fox running shotgun with her, 
it seemed like there was it was time for a changing of the guard in the women's division and that's what prompted stephanie mcmahon to come to the ring and debut three new women and one of which being becky lynch so you can stop running your mouth because things are going to change starting right now now i want this revolution here in wwe page wants this revolution but page courage can't do it by itself it takes more than that you need backup and for some reason nobody's been willing to stand by your side but i know someone who is i know someone who has had to scratch and claw and fight for everything that they've ever gotten Somebody who's not afraid of the fire, somebody I would want in the foxhole with me. So joining Paige right now is Becky Lynch. Oh boy. Ladies and gentlemen, if you watch NXT on the WWE Network, you're very familiar with this young lady. Becky Lynch. And Byron, uh, you're one of the voices of NXT. Becky Lynch has set that division on fire. Uh, one of the trailblazers of the Divas Division on NXT. One of the most energized Divas you will find. She is fun to watch. So Becky Lynch was the first bombshell to drop uh, by Stephanie McMahon at that time. And as she uh, alluded to, is that Becky Lynch would be coming into WWE to fight alongside Paige against Team Bella which was kind of like a three-on-one capacity and had been that for quite a while. But that wasn't just the only bombshell that Stephanie McMahon would drop. She had another ally in the mind, in mind rather, to back up Paige and fight alongside Becky Lynch. And profiling someone who says she is genetically superior, ladies and gentlemen, Charlotte! champion one of the most athletically gifted women you will ever see step inside a ring john stephanie is shaking things up you think so just like that you have an injection of youth and what would ultimately ultimately become major star power into the women's division and, you know, I think it's worth noting that Sasha Banks also made her debut on this very night, and she aligned herself with Naomi and Tamina to form a faction that was referred to as Team Bad. So, for the for the succeeding few months here, you had Team Bella, which was the Bella, Twin Bella Twins and Alicia Fox, Team, I believe it was PCB, that's what they went by, of Paige, Charlotte, and Becky, and then Team Bad of Sasha um Tamina and Naomi and it was a really good way I think to break in all three of Sasha Charlotte and Becky specifically I would say at the time was Charlotte it was obvious that Charlotte was kind of like the crown jewel of the three and I mean fast forward six years you can make the case that those three are the three faces of the women's division 
probably alongside Becky, uh, Bianca Belair, and Bailey when she, whenever she is scheduled to return. So focusing in on Becky and Charlotte here, they were tagging and in a team for several months at this point. But sooner rather than later, right around the winter of 2016, Charlotte broke away and actually defeated um, Paige, not Paige, Nikki Bella for the Divas Championship. And this was kind of like the dawn of a new era in the women's division because Nikki Bella, although maybe not fair to completely group her in with the Divas era with like the the Ava Marie's and the Eve Torres's of the world. And I guess even not so much AJ Lee, but she was kind of around in that time, although she was much ahead of her time. She belonged in the current women's division that we see nowadays. It was kind of a changing of the guard when it when Charlotte defeated Nikki Bella for the Divas Championship. Because now it was like officially that the torch was being passed and Stephanie McMahon's words were officially coming to fruition. And a few words on Stephanie McMahon. I don't know if you guys watched the new season of Ruthless Aggression, but they have an episode dedicated to the first revolution. Now, I think that they kind of exaggerated a bit. I watched the Ruthless Aggression live when I was younger, and I've watched it a bunch of times over in recent years on the WWE Network. And to say that it was the first revolution, I think, is a little bit of a stretch because you still had brawn panties matches, you know, cat fights, uh, playboy pillow fights, all this stuff, swimsuit competitions. Like, there was still a lot of objectifying of women going on in the ruthless aggression era. But that being said, Stephanie McMahon becoming the on-screen SmackDown general manager did help improve the women's division from where it was at in the Attitude Era. Because in the Attitude Era, it was just a complete joke, I'll be frank. It was as if it shouldn't even have been a division. It was a sideshow. It was a bathroom break, something to go get popcorn if you were in the arena. But at least when you got to Ruthless Aggression, and they really mapped out the timeline of Victoria versus Trish during that point you really at least started to get some actual stories involved. And obviously, one of the greatest, if not the greatest women's rivalry of all time, Lita versus Trish, one that I really will cover one day. Maybe I'll bring Matt on for that uh, major rivalry. But I think it was kind of spearheaded by Stephanie McMahon holding that very prominent role on screen as the SmackDown general manager. And obviously she was only in that role for about a calendar year and then she was off of television right up until 08 or 09. So I mean her her impact was not nearly as significant as it was in 2015 but it was just another common denominator in Stephanie McMahon that always kind of seems to be at the center every time the women have a breakthrough in the wrestling industry at least in WWE. And, you know, for all that, like, Stephanie McMahon probably does harm to the business, you know, trying to distance herself from being a wrestling company and so focused on the brand and kind of making the product suffer in, in, um, as a result of that, I think what she's done for the women both, let's say, 15, 16 years ago and what she's doing now and started back in 2015 is very commendable and something that I don't think would have happened had she not fast-tracked it. 
and her coming out and being a prominent figure as the authority figure during this time, but also having real pull backstage. Because I believe in the ruthless aggression era, Stephanie McMahon was not entirely involved in creative and backstage um, string pulling, if you will. Maybe string pulling is not the correct term, but you know what I mean. I believe she was a producer in some capacity, but certainly not to the level that she is and has been in the 2010s and continues to have nowadays. But getting back on track here with Becky versus Charlotte, they were involved in the triple threat match at WrestleMania 32, also including Sasha Banks, for the Women's Championship. And this would be the official transition from the Divas title to what we now know as the Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte ultimately ends up going over and debuts the new World Championship for the women. And... In 2016, the summer, we have the brand split come back into effect. And this is what really split these two off for a number of years. Because you had Charlotte go to Raw with Sasha Banks and Ultimate and eventually Bailey as well. And you have Becky Lynch go over to SmackDown. And SmackDown kind of became Becky Lynch's uh, home for a number of years. And right out of the gate... She was kind of the face of the SmackDown women's division. She was the first ever SmackDown women's champion. And that was a division, you know, upon the new era of the brand split on SmackDown Live that wasn't very strong. You had Becky Lynch and then you had rookies in Carmella and Alexa Bliss. You had Naomi who eventually fast-tracked her way up the card, but upon the, you know, the the start of this new era of SmackDown, she wasn't really much of anything. She had just turned babyface. I think Natalia was on that brand as well. So Becky Lynch, right out of the gate, became the champion and was the face of that brand. But it didn't take too long for them to pull the plug there. And they kind of pulled an audible, what it seemed like, and gave the championship to a relatively new face in Alexa Bliss. And Alexa really became the face of SmackDown of the SmackDown women's division almost r- right away. And it kind of felt like they did it at the expense of Becky Lynch. Because I thought Becky Lynch was over all the way back in 2016. But you never got the feeling that WWE felt the same way. And when they transitioned the belt to Alexa Bliss and I believe she won it at the first ever SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view in Backlash at Backlash in September of 2016 the first pay-per-view following SummerSlam it kind of felt like okay they really are not that high on Becky Lynch and Alexa really carried that belt almost right up until WrestleMania Naomi won it at I believe the Elimination Chamber but then had to drop it straight away because of an injury, and then re-picked it back up from Alexa Bliss once again at um, at WrestleMania 33. And following WrestleMania 33, there was the Superstar Shakeup, and this was when we got a real shift in this in the women's division, specifically on SmackDown.
guess from the sound of it, you guys were thinking I was going to say somebody else. Perhaps the greatest acquisition of the superstar shakeup and the newest member of the SmackDown Live women's division. I give to you Charlotte. stock in your women's division. A four-time Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte, genetically superior. Shane said it right, perhaps the biggest acquisition in the Superstar Shake-Up. And what was funny about this clip was that um, uh, Shane McMahon, before introducing Charlotte, was introducing a woman whose father was one of the greatest of all time, is a, is a Hall of Famer, and then out comes Tamina. Because, you know, she's the daughter of Jimmy Superfly Snuka. And, you know, I, I feel bad, but Tamina is probably easily the most dislikable woman on the roster and has been since she showed up. I just, I don't think her character has ever caught on. I don't think she really knows what her character is supposed to be. I think she's a terrible worker. And I just found it kind of funny in a bad way that they kind of used her as a pawn to deflate the audience before eventually giving them what they wanted in Charlotte Flair. Because that's what they were angling towards. And this is basically when Becky Lynch got completely thrown down the card. Because she hadn't been champ for right about six months at this point. And Naomi, the new babyface champion on SmackDown... You have someone in Natalia who they were still kind of itching to give another run. She eventually does, did get a run with the SmackDown Women's Championship. And now you bring over Charlotte Flair, who was fresh off of just about a year trading the Raw Women's Championship on and off with Sasha Banks. They had a really good rivalry in 2016 at WrestleMania 33, an incredible uh, fatal four-way match for the Raw Women's Championship with Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Nia Jax. I believe Bailey came out on top on that one. And now you're throwing her over onto SmackDown, and you knew that Charlotte was coming over here to be the face. And just how Shane McMahon introduced her, it was branded as the greatest acquisition of the draft, of the Superstar Shake-Up. And based on the other, you know, names who moved, even on the men's side, you could really make that case for it. And it kind of told you what they thought of Charlotte. And what was crazy is Bailey, or not Bailey, Becky, was in the ring when Charlotte was drafted to, Mon uh, to SmackDown. And it was just crazy that she was kind of just lost in the, in the crowd with the likes of Carmella, with the likes of Natalia, with the likes of now Tamina on the SmackDown women's roster. So you really had Becky for the entirety of 2016 just kind of withering away in obscurity. She really played no major role in the SmackDown women's division for that entire year while Charlotte skyrocketed up the ranks. And you had Char eventually Charlotte get into a pretty nice rivalry with Natalia. She becomes the SmackDown Women's Champion. 
Then you have Asuka win the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. Goes on to have an incredible uh, wrestling match with Charlotte at uh, WrestleMania 34 in 2018. And that is kind of when you had Charlotte get cemented as kind of like the top of the food chain, bar none, when she breaks Asuka's undefeated streak at WrestleMania 34. And in this time is when I believe Becky Lynch was actually on the shelf with injury. And in 2018, following WrestleMania, you kind of get the set, you started to get the sense of it that people were getting a bit sick of Charlotte. She was a babyface at this point and drops the belt, the championship rather, directly after WrestleMania to Carmella, who cashed in her money in the bank briefcase. And Carmella held that championship all the way until SummerSlam. So she had a pretty nice run with the SmackDown Women's title, one I hope she eventually gets again. Nice to see her get some gold, becoming the tag team chance with Queen Zelina. Just a side note there. And when Becky Lynch returned, she became the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. But a few weeks later, Charlotte plays herself into the equation to make it a triple threat match at SummerSlam 2018 for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And you could feel that the seeds were being planted and the fans were really behind Becky. And we all know what the ultimate outcome is, is that we get the most failed heel turns in the history of heel turns at SummerSlam 2018 with Becky Lynch. And why was it the most failed heel turn of all time? Because the fans wanted Becky they had had it with Charlotte at this point. So when Charlotte wins the championship at SummerSlam 2018 and then proceeds to, you know, embrace with Becky and Becky turns on her and beats the holy hell out of her, the fans go ballistic and cheering her till they were blue in the face. And this is when you really had the Becky-Charlotte rivalry take off. Because up until this point... They really had not been on an equal plane or even involved with one another for several reasons. For one, one was on Raw and one was on SmackDown when they started the brand split in 2016. Then when Charlotte came over, you had Charlotte at the top of the food chain and Becky all the way down the card. And, you know, it's tough to say a mid-carder in the women's division because there only are maximum 10 women on... 10 women on each show at any given point, but Becky was not a big factor in the world championship picture on the women's side. So you had Charlotte at one level, Becky at another, and then Becky gets hurt. So these two had really not been involved with an another in any serious capacity for two and a half years since that WrestleMania match at WrestleMania 32 involving Sasha Banks. So when Becky finally kind of got put on the same stage as Charlotte, the fans wanted Becky because I don't think that the support for Becky ever, ever wavered, but just for one reason or another, the WWE creative had no intentions on pulling, you know, um, on pulling the trigger of making Becky Lynch the star of SmackDown, making her the face of that division. They did it early on in the brand split, but, you know, two years had gone by without her holding a title. They went with Alexa Bliss, they went with Naomi, and now they had been going with Charlotte. And in the recent part of it, also Carmella. But it's just crazy to think about that from 
September 2016 all the way until the late, late summer, fall of 2018 is what it took for Becky to get back into that serious contender's uh, spot. And look, she had had other championship matches along the way. She was involved in the Elimination Chamber. She was um, she had a few matches with Alexa Bliss. I think she was also part of the SmackDown Women's Title match at WrestleMania 33, which was, I believe it was like a gauntlet match of some capacity. But for her to ever legitimately get back to this point in a serious capacity, a 24-month span, which is crazy to think about. And then when they do get her back there, they do it in the wrong way. They try and make her a heel, which the fans wanted no part of. They were sick of Charlotte. Charlotte had been in this prominent role for over two years at this point. And, and a large portion of that, primarily on SmackDown, as a babyface. They didn't want a babyface Charlotte to continue leading the SmackDown brand or the women's division as a whole. So this ultimately leads to a one-on-one match between the two at Hell in a Cell 2018, where the fans would finally, at long last, after a long 24-plus months, get what they want. Charlotte's so close to the ropes! Becky Lynch, can she win the title here? Look at Charlotte, gets underneath the rope. Becky's gotta break it. And the officials count a five, Becky breaks it four. Becky knows the rules very well, not gonna get herself disqualified, but that was an extra four seconds. Charlotte Flair was forced to stay in the disarmor submission. And Becky is not relenting. Back inside the ring after the champion, and with a one good arm, the champ fends off Becky. Oh, and from the Queen of Becky Lynch, turn around, turn around, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch has won the title, here is your winner, and the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, a friendship left in the dust, all for that, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch can look herself in the mirror, and say it was all worthwhile. Becky wanted to abandon the, the, the image of being a sidekick, the, the image of being in, in Charlotte's shadow, and now Becky Lynch has gotten her wish. She is indeed the new SmackDown Live Women's Champion. On this night in San Antonio, Texas, the Irish last kicker has finally eclipsed the queen. And Charlotte's got to be in absolute disbelief right now, watching Becky Lynch celebrate. And what an incredible match. Kudos to both of these superstars, both of these women. It was a hard-fought battle for the right to reign supreme on SmackDown Live. But tonight, Becky Lynch was the better woman. ironic it was it was Becky Lynch who had to watch Charlotte celebrate winning the women's championship at SummerSlam and now the roles have been reversed
So at long last, you get Becky Lynch defeat Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship and really usher in a new era, not just on the SmackDown Women's Division, but in the Women's Division as a whole. Because as we know, between October of 2018 and April of 2019, Becky Lynch would go on a meteorotic rise to the top of the WWE in in total like not just raw not just smackdown not just women totally she took over the wwe and she was the most relevant storyline in the wwe at this point more relevant than seth rollins becoming the beast slayer and defeating brock lesnar more relevant than kofi mania god more relevant than kofi mania more relevant than anything the undertaker was doing at this point he didn't even fight at that wrestlemania but Becky Lynch took over WWE on the heels of defeating Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, along the way, she dropped it at TLC. She lost her rematch against Asuka at the Royal Rumble. She won that Royal Rumble, goes on to defeat Ronda and Charlotte at WrestleMania 35 in the main event, and would hold that belt for a calendar year until she actually relinquished it what was it, in April or May of 2020, right in peak of, uh, right at the beginning of COVID, rather. And they would not cross paths up until this past spring, or not this past spring, this past uh, fall, en route to their clash at Survivor Series, which Becky Lynch would win again just a few days ago. And you kind of had these two have their ri- their rivalry go dormant for just about two and a half years. Because in 2019, Charlotte stayed on SmackDown, Becky Lynch stayed on Raw, and then when Charlotte eventually came back to Raw, Becky Lynch was on maternity leave. And then Becky Lynch comes back while Charlotte's on Raw, she returns to SmackDown, and then once again they swap brands. And they have their clash at Survivor Series, Becky Lynch gets the one up again. And at this point, it's all Becky Lynch in this rivalry. Like, sure, Charlotte defeated her, you know, in 2016 in a triple threat match at WrestleMania 32. But that match is so long ago that it doesn't even really feel relevant anymore. You know, there was only one women's championship at that time. The women's division was a shade of what it is now. But in the more recent history of these two colliding, it's been all Becky Lynch all the time. In one-on-one matches, I don't think Charlotte's ever gotten the best of Becky Lynch in a major pay-per-view match capacity. And then at the triple threat match at WrestleMania 35, Becky Lynch took that historic win as well. Although it included Ronda Rousey, but that was arguably the biggest and most um hyped up women's match in the history of the industry and then in their most recent contest becky lynch gets the the victory once again by hooker crook none uh, by hooker crook but a victory nonetheless so i'm not a betting man but i would assume that these two would collide one more time at some point again assuming if charlotte stays in the company but the next time they collide, you would have to assume that Charlotte would get the the W just because in recent memory she and recent matches, there she has just been firing blanks against Becky Lynch. And I know that Becky Lynch is arguably the biggest star of the women's division, but at the end of the day, 
the legacy that Charlotte Flair co comes with, and I'm not even talking about her being Ric Flair's son, just what she's done for that division. And in my opinion, the best women worker in the ring, bar none, maybe Bianca Belair has something to say about that. But at this point, I'd still give the nod to Charlotte. I think that if they do collide again, the next victory will belong to Charlotte Flair. Anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed a very recent rivalry in Becky versus Charlotte. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Adamarco25. You can follow Matt on Twitter at wrestling underscore audio, or you can email him at realwwepodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, guys, stay safe out there. Happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you next week.